0: Welcome to The Power of Connection. Join us as we explore the power of human connection, uncover the essence of empowerment, and delve into the complexities of self-discovery. So welcome, Cheryl Green. We're so excited to have you with us today. So we like to start off our podcast with connections. Okay. So Cheryl and I connected at an IAW event. Mm -hmm. Um, It was my first one. And what is IW? Uh, International Association of Women. Yes. There, uh, mm-hmm. here at the local Las Vegas chapter, and um, and it was my first one. I didn't know anybody there, so I <laughs> I got there, I signed in, and then I kind of just stood there. Um, eventually, Michelle was so kind to just <laughs> engage with me, um, and then we started talking, and then Diana joined the conversation, and for the next two three hours, we were hooked, right? Yes. Talking, we were diving deep. And that's how our relationship kicked off. Um, So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us um, the motivation behind this book that is so deep. You share so many deep thoughts and personal moments. Um, So share with us the
1: drive to write this book. Um, So this actually came about after about 42 years of trying to make everybody else happy. Um, I was conditioned, raised, however you want to put that, to put everybody else first. And it got old. And it got so old that I got to the point where I had what I call an oncoming headlight moment. And I was driving down the road. I had been working full time for an animal rescue. I was running my own business. And working just stupid hours, you know, 16 hours a day, um, couldn't catch up. I just couldn't catch up on life, and we were actually talking about that this morning. Um, but this was just this extreme, I was crying all the time, I was resentful of the people that I love and the things that I love, and I kind of couldn't get a handle on it. And I was driving one day, running an, er- an errand, you know, towards towards the twilight hour, and I just had this thought like I saw these oncoming headlights and I was like, if I just crossed over the median like this could all be over. It scared the crap out of me. Um, obviously, uh, those thoughts don't normally pop into my head. And I pulled off the road and just had this realization like something has to give in my life. Um, I would love to tell you that I jumped on this journey right away and I was like, okay, like everything's going to be fixed within two months, but took another seven or eight um, before I signed up for Too Many Things again and wanted to make a friend happy. She she said, you know, I need you to to step up and be the incoming president for, for our organization and I was like, oh, that does not sound like a good idea right now. Um, my, I was planning a wedding. My, my parents were getting older, and I had to take care of them more. But it was more painful to say no to her, so I said yes, and immediately regretted it. Just within seconds, um, the one hour of work a week that she promised to me was more like four hours of meetings, along with who even knows about the work. And I I took some soul-searching time, decided to step down after speaking to a mentor and outlined the book all in about an hour on an airplane when my Kindle didn't work. Uh, (laughs) I was like, well, I'm stuck with my own thoughts, so here I am. And just knew that I needed to be on this journey and knew that I needed to share it.
0: Yes, I, I'm loving the book because it resonates with me so much. And going back to what you said about that moment driving down the road, I believe that everybody has had one of those moments. And it's not in the same way it sneaks up on you in different ways. And it's scary. It's scary to think that, you know, it's so much, I can't take it anymore, that i rather do that to solve my problem, and you know it's not the answer, and you know you're not going to do it. Right. But you know those thoughts just creep in, whether you like it or not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Absolutely terrifying, and like you said, something that everybody everybody can relate to because we've all had it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. There's this quote in the book too, um, as you're speaking about you know taking over that organization. I had one foot on the mental breakdown and the other one on the banana peel. And that, when I tell you that was screaming to me <laughs> as I'm getting a pedicure and I'm jumping out my chair and my, my, and my nail girl's like, what? what is going on with you? Yes, I felt that, like yeah. just pulling in so many directions and not knowing what to do. Yeah. So tell us, um, as you wrote the book, um, There's another part in there that talks about how many of us don't even know the word boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? If we've never been exposed to what a boundary is or, you know, if it's almost like a foreign
1: word sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So do you remember the moment that switched for you?
1: So uh, when I was going through this headlight moments, or afterwards, I should say, I went to see a different therapist. And I've been in and out of therapy my entire life. Um, parents got divorced when I was four, and they threw me right in. They're like, "No, no, no, she's gonna have some issues." <laughs> um, but I went to see this therapist, and she's like, "Okay, we're gonna do this exercise where you're gonna write down what you need." And I just like, I just stared at her. Like there was a good like twenty to thirty seconds of like, I don't know what you just said. Like I have no idea. And we talked about it, and we, we talked about this concept of us having needs and not necessarily knowing that they're okay. And it, I don't know how it got back to boundaries. I don't know how it got back to this concept of, like, no is okay. But she kind of changed the way that I looked at things. And I started, I'm a reader, so whenever I have, like, a concept I want to explore, I the library must hate me because I'm like, every book you have, I will take. <laughs> and I, I started reading up on it and realized that boundaries is one of those things, like, okay, so you go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you need to lose weight. But they don't tell you how to do that. They're just like, no, you need to lose weight. You're like, ah. Hey, thanks. <laughs> um, boundaries are the same thing. You go to a therapist, you go to a coach, and they're like, "You need boundaries." Oh, okay. All right. So, um, so that was kind of my goal was like, all right, now that I realize this is a thing, like, how do I do it, and then how do I pass that on to other people? I think that it's everything that you're saying. I feel like you're uh, picking it out
2: of my brain. I get that a lot. <laughs> First of all, when I read your book, um, I felt like I felt like we are having a conversation. And the voice inside your head and I were talking. And, and I am a reader. Once I find out that I have a flaw, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. I'm going to read as much as I can. I'm going to immerse myself. I get hyper fixated very yeah. easily. So the first time that I ever heard the word boundary in my life, it was five years ago from this woman sitting across from me. And she she said we were in a conversation and I told her how I felt about something and she said, Well, you know, that's why you have to have boundaries. And I looked at, and I remember like looking over at her and I was like, What? <laughs> Literally I'm like, What?
0: What did you just say? Yeah, I'm like, What did you just what? say?
2: That word? And she kinda and we were in work. So we're in a work yeah. environment. I don't know her. We don't know each other. We just met each other. We're just, Yeah, nice superficial, yep. wonderful people, nothing's ever wrong. <laughs> and she said boundaries, and I was like, what? And then she kind of like said, yeah, you have to have boundaries with people. And I was just like, okay. And I went home, and I got on the Internet. <laughs> I got on the Internet, and I started reading, and I started deep diving. And um, I love your quote. I want to read it out loud because I had to post it to Instagram because <laughs> it, it just – when I read it, I was like, "It was also I always call them epiphanies." Sandy gets a lot of my epiphanies. I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, I had an epiphany one in the morning." <laughs> epiphany. I, I, yeah, and she's like, "You don't have to text me. Put it in a note." We'll talk about it later. So it says, um, and this is a quote from Miss Cheryl: um, "There is a place, both physical and emotion, emotional, where other people end and you begin." I mean, just really, really good. Thank you. So I think of boundaries as, like, I don't think of it so much as, like, I used to think of boundaries. When I read about boundaries, I thought of a brick wall, mm-hmm. our moat, you know, with a moat. Now I think of it more as self-care and something that I do for myself to protect myself. So it's not really about what other people are allowed to do to me or for me or anything else. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm going to allow to enter into my inner sanctuary. So I love your book. I'm so excited Thank to read you. it. Like I am in it, but it's, it is not a book. I'm just going to say if you, you can read the book from – there's some books that you read from the point A to point B, and you can put it down and you can take away your lessons. But with your book, it's, okay, let's get a pad and paper. Let's get a highlighter. Let's reflect. Let's read and digest and almost process and, and then go forward with it. So I think that we could have a book club. Just saying, because it's it's not just about like I said. It it there's so many different ways that you could go with boundaries. You know we have work boundaries, we have personal boundaries, we have inner. You know I always explain my relationships as like a bullseye. Mm-hmm. The inner circle is my close knit, and then as we go out, so it's almost like talking about it every day changes or like it it's it's so complex. But I think that we could have so many conversations about it. So I just wanna thank you one for, you know, writing that quote because it really inspired me. And then the question that I have for you, sorry, I have to research it again here, because I, um, how
1: does connection and boundaries coexist? Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, I think having healthy boundaries and I'm gonna back up for one second and then I'm gonna answer that question. Um, Brick walls are boundaries for sure. They're not healthy ones. They're rigid. They're, yeah. they're, you know, they keep people out. Um, But they are definitely a type of boundary. And it's finding that that happy medium that I'm not going to let you step all over me. And I'm not going to completely keep you out of my life and my heart and everything and finding that that centerpiece of like, I get to choose when to let you in and when to keep you out. So And I think that's that's part of what the connection is, is that you get to forge deeper relationships because you're not doing things out of fear. You're not saying yes out of like, oh, if I don't make everybody happy, they're not going to like me. Um, You're you're saying yes out of like, I truly care about you and I want to help you. when I can and to my limits and all of those things. But I, I think it forges these deeper relationships and deeper connections. And I have to go back to that resentment because that was what like really, I think hit me the most was I I, I was going through this time and yes, I was depressed and yes, I was anxious and, and all of the things, but there were these people in my life that I truly love and would, like, take a bullet for. And they were asking me to pick something up from the store, and I was pissed.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. We no, 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 no. Like, because it's, 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 it, it's, it's true. Yeah, like, and it comes out in ways that you, Yes. you know, because why, and then you, you ask your question yourself, because I am a nice, caring, kind person. Exactly. And I feel terrible because the people that I love the most that don't deserve that for me, the people yeah. who show me grace every single day are getting my worst. And the people yeah. that I work with are getting my my better yeah. face. But then the people that I love and who love me get the asshole in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love this that. This is a family program. I'm gonna wow. to it. Well, it's PG thirteen. They're going to gonna go hear it it now. Thank so you. Can't, right? But sometimes I'm the jerk in the room. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm the jerk <laughs> in the room, fair. and and how? And then it's and then you have to repair, and then you have to and then you're and then it turns and then the other person doesn't say anything, and then it yeah. just turns into a conflict, and then you lose that connection with people that you we really need to keep our cups full.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, look, there's, there's always going to be some people that are like, oh, man, like she's standing up for herself. How dare she? I don't <laughs> need that anymore. You know, there's always going to be that. And great. Like, let them show themselves. Get them out of your life. Like, you don't need that. But there is going to be the people that appreciate the fact that you're like, oh, you're taking care of yourself. Cool. Like, okay, yeah, maybe I don't need you to do this. Maybe there's somebody else I can ask. Maybe it doesn't need to be done at all. Um, and they're going to appreciate that, and they're going to respect the boundaries you've created, and it's going to bring you closer. And I, I think that's that was one of the main points that I wanted to make in this book because, look, I still believe that we are on this planet to serve. I really do. I think we are here to connect with others, to help others, especially animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're here we're here to take care of one another. We just have to find that happy medium that we're not destroying ourselves in the process. And this book wasn't to say, like, screw you, you're on your own, like every man for himself. Like, it it wasn't about that. It was truly about, like, let's find that place where we help through love and not through fear. And let's lift each other up because the better the boundaries everybody else has, we all we all rise.
0: Absolutely. So I grew up in a family that also did not know <laughs> the definition of boundaries. and did even know that word existed. Um, so as a young child, there was no boundaries. You know, like everybody's on top of each other. Everybody knows their own business. Um, there was a part in this in the book that made me chuckle a little bit about the deodorant. Ugh. And you know what? I've had a lot of deodorant <laughs> moments. And I'm like, that's yeah <laughs> um but a lot of people don't don't even recognize it right um so i want to touch on like the different types of uh boundaries the categories so there's six in your book material emotional mental physical sexual and time okay full
2: explicit way but,
0: it's but it's educational it's, it's educational it's okay fine. so I'll come back to another story, but let's talk about those boundaries. What about those six stood out to you?
1: I think for me, the emotional was probably the biggest. Um, I'm very good at getting wrapped up in solving everybody else's problems. I am extremely empathetic, so I'm one of those people that, like, walks into a room and it's like,
0: oh, the energy, energy. <laughs>
1: um, and I've walked straight out of rooms. I have walked in sometimes and like, something happened, and I'm out, yeah. um, but that that emotional, like, I had a different therapist who put it really well. She said, if, if your cup isn't full, you can't serve anybody else and my cup has been empty on so many different occasions and I'm still trying to be there for absolutely everybody in my life and I can barely function I can't get out of bed so how am I supposed to be taking care of somebody else's problems so I think that that emotional um that piece was probably the most important for me um but you know again it depends on what you've been raised with. Mm -hmm. And, and how you've been conditioned and what what is normal to you. and when you get out of childhood, and you're like, "Wait a second. Maybe that wasn't. Other people don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just give you a random example that I did not put in the book. My, my dad was visiting some extended family. We'll just leave it at that. And he um, he went into the bathroom and his towel was wet. And he was like, hey, just so I know I'm using the right one, like, which is my towel? And they're like, oh, whichever one's dry. I'll give you a moment to, like, choke yeah. back the vomit from that one. But it's normal within that family. And it's not until you get out that you're like, oh, not okay, so right. not okay. I wanted to call <laughs> HR on my parents after I turned 18
0: for sure. Yeah. I'm like, listen here, yeah. folks, you did not <laughs> do me justice.
1: <laughs> and I do i have to i have to stand up for your parents just for one no. second and trust me like i i I'm very honest about my own upbringing in this book, but um they don't know any better they,
0: they really don't you do uh, know we, yeah no. Yeah. No, yeah, we had many conversations as I became older and I had to go on a journey of raising myself at eighteen um then I was able to talk to them about it. You know, and, like, tell them, hey, listen, this thing that we do, it's not healthy. Like, avoiding each other for three months because, you know, someone ate your sandwich, like, that's not cool. You don't, you know, (laughs) let's talk about that sandwich, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, It's a metaphor. But there was a lot of scenarios like that. And I said that is not healthy. We can operate in a healthy manner if we continue to do these behaviors. Um, So educating my parents has definitely helped our relationship, right, but yeah, I think it's it's foreign when you don't have those tools available to you. Um it, it's like a different language. You don't know what it means, you don't know how you get where do you buy these boundaries? You yes. know, like what store are they at? Do they come <laughs> in different <laughs> right? Do they come in different sizes? Like, you know, how do I know which one I like? <laughs> you know, all the questions. Um so yeah, I think this book is definitely an important topic. And what I love about your book is that you have exercises in it, and it makes you look in the mirror, whether you want to or not. And it has so, like yesterday, um, I was I was doing research on the book, and my daughter walked up and she's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm prepping for my interview." And like in the page, there was like, eh. and she's like. That's overstepping my boundary. and I'm like, noted. I apologize for that. Close the book, and she just started chuckling, right? Yeah. Because her self-awareness, my kids—they're very self-aware for their age. I mean, they blow my mind. But we, you know, she was joking, yeah. and it was funny. But but when it's real, she is she's good to tell me, hey, yeah. listen, um, you're not showing up like I need you to show up. So yeah, and it's it's a, it, it's like as a mom it's like oh my god you know but as as a human i'm so proud of her i'm so proud of her that she's so confident in herself and she obviously feels safe enough to tell me and tell me what she needs when she needs it you know like sometimes she'll have a hard day at school and i go straight to fix it mom you know and and then then after i realize and i'm like I just realized what I did and then I go and I apologize yeah. and she's like I know you mean well but sometimes I just need you to listen and I'm like I'm human I'm working on it yeah thank you for telling me I will do better and those are conversations so um it's a gift to have that at such a young age absolutely um it's gonna work wonders
2: for her as an adult because I didn't have that <laughs> so way later but that's also it opens up the conversation for us um you know as a mother, you know you want to fix your children's problems because you don't want them to have any negative consequences and you know you want them to have a perfect happy life, everyone. So it comes down to how do you maintain boundaries with children where they're becoming their own little people. and a lot of people believe there are people in the world that believe that children should not have boundaries and that they should not. You know, they should not be able to express themselves and tell, tell a parent, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with you hugging me, or I don't feel comfortable with you coming into my room. So connect, you know, boundaries as a mother. It's funny that you're talking about that. Like she's telling you what her boundaries are and she feels comfortable saying that. So there's so many different ways that we, we use boundaries in our life it's not just about our connections with ourselves, it's our connections mm-hmm. with our children and it's our connections with employees so um what more do you have what would you like to tell us about the book or what kind of tips can you kind of give you know just somebody who's listening right now and they've never they're in the same scenario that I was in that I didn't know which way to even go yeah Besides reading your book, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what are... Step <laughs> one. Step one. Book. Get the read, read the book. And what, do we actually say what the book was named? Oh. No. <laughs> you Had Me a No, which I love. Yes. yes. You Had Me
0: a No. You know,
1: what? Cheryl yes. Green. I love
0: that. Cheryl Green. So, like, I was a default yes mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. long time. Yep. After I hit my 40s, I'm like, I'm going to switch that to default now. Cause, no. Because mm-hmm. no. Thank you. I, I whatever, I, I will support you, love you. Whatever I can,, yeah. but as long as I'm able to, and sometimes I wasn't able to, and I said yes, and that was just damaging myself. Mm-hmm. um, so I love the title you had me I you know, wonderful. you Thank talk you. about the the title of the book in the book, um so I love that.
1: Is so the original the original book was going to be called Wait for the excitement here intentional decision making. Oh, okay.
0: I'm glad you went with that. I know. One. I know. We all are. We all are.
1: Um, but you know that was really the the point was the, the stopping that default yes because at this you know at this point in our lives many of us were like. What do you need? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Whatever you need. Uh-huh. Yep. I got you. I got you. And it was like later you'd think about it and be like, oh, can I? Do I have the resources? Like, oh, well, but I said yes. Now I can't. Get out of it. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the original title was because I wanted your yeses to be intentional Mm -hmm. like i have thought this through i have the resources and i talk about you know the the three different questions you have to be asking yourself whether or not you can do something or want to do something but like can you fulfill your yes and if not like that needs to be something you think through and like yeses should be powerful and they should be sacred absolutely and you know we just we unfortunately so many people don't realize that, and I I, I love and hate the sentence. Uh, no is a complete sentence. I really do like. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, it is. But there's so many of us walking around that don't know that we have the right to say no. Oh, absolutely. and without that, like right, it's it's a useless useless platitude um so yeah that's that's i guess what i want to say sorry long-winded answer um you have the right and you have the responsibility to say no no without an explanation too that's a big one for me
2: yeah like i want to say no but then i want to give you like oh i can't do this because of this this and this and like
1: almost explain it the reason why Mm -hmm. well that's still people pleasing i you know what you can I mean, if, if there's a reason and it's someone that matters to you, there is no no problem with saying, you know what, I'd love to, I'm too busy at this moment, and it's just not available to me. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to explain all the time. And yeah, sometimes the answer is just no. Yeah. Thanks for thinking to me. Too.
2: How, yep. how close you are in the is how much exactly. of an explanation you can get. Yeah, that's yeah. good advice. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, Ms. Cheryl, you have a wonderful message to share, and we're excited that you came on this podcast and we had a moment time with you. Um, So
1: for anybody that wants to research Cheryl Green, where can they find you? Um, So go to CherylGreenSpeaks.com. My name is with an S. And I just found out that there is a Cheryl Green out there with a C that oh. also talks about boundaries. Oh. i like, that's oh. going to get confusing. <laughs> uh, but CherylGreenSpeaks.com. You can also go to YouHadMeAtNo.com. Wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. you so much. Thank you.
2: nice speaking with you. And you. getting to know the woman behind the words. Thank you. Mm. <laughs>